Why is it so hard for us to give to ourselves, to ensure that we are receiving as well as giving, and to ensure that we are paying attention to our own needs? The important word we need to use as we are intending and setting intentions for a new reality is indulgence. So let's look at what it means to be indulgent, to be self-indulgent, and why that's such an important part of creating our reality. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. You probably do not think about being self-indulgent as part of our spiritual path, but it is one of the most important aspects of our spiritual growth that we overlook and even avoid. Being indulgent is seen as engaging in acts that are selfish, excessive, and exorbitant. But indulgence actually means to be lenient, permissive, soothing, and having mercy. How does this fit into the intention process? Let's look at the whole process and all of its steps because you cannot single out one aspect without seeing how it fits in with all the other aspects. In the intention process, we have to first look at the inner work that is necessary. I call this in vision because you have to have an inner vision of what you're intending and the outcome you're creating in order to be fully engaged in and on board with what you're doing. If you have ever put flat pack furniture together, like anything from Ikea, you know that you cannot do it without the picture, or it's not very easy to do. That picture on the instructions gives your mind the vision of what the finished product is supposed to look like. And if you've ever put Ikea furniture together without the picture, you know that sometimes it's practically impossible, especially if something that has a lot of different parts. Then with the vision firmly in our minds, we can set the intention. You cannot set an intention without a vision or an idea of what your outcome is going to be. How many of you order from a menu based on the picture or something you see another diner order? I know I have. Sometimes if I'm at a restaurant and the menu doesn't have any pictures and I see a server walking by and they're carrying something to another table that looks really delicious, I'll ask my server what that is and I'll order that because it looks good. This is about the vision. In fact, why do you think that restaurants put pictures on their menus or in their advertisements? Remember the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. 
then we have to be inspired to maintain the momentum towards the outcome and the flow of energy. The word inspire literally means in spirit. When we are inspired, we are acting from our spirit, engaging spiritually and using our energy resources to empower our intention. It doesn't happen any other way. And anyone who tells you that it's as easy as setting an intention and sitting back and waiting for it to happen, as many of you saw described in the book and the movie, The Secret, they aren't being honest and they're deliberately sabotaging the process for you. Nothing happens without your engagement and continuous inspiration. And finally, we have indulgence, which is the process of allowing yourself to receive your blessings. What happens if you do not let this final step happen? You're setting intentions for things you will never allow to manifest for you. You're limiting the flow of energy into your life and you will never manifest what you want. You're creating blocks around receiving for reasons that you may not even be aware of. What are some of them? You don't want to share. You don't want to have more than others. You're afraid of persecution, shame, and guilt. I have an extremely good example of this. Those of you who remember when I had the Blog Talk radio show, which I had online, I think from 2008 to about 2016, I used to take questions as I do in my current Enlightening Life Lives. And one woman called in and asked me about a car she was trying to buy. And she said, I don't understand what's going on. I really need a car. I'm looking at cars. Every time I look at a car and I call to see if it's available, it's already sold. And I don't know what to do. I'm listening to her talk. And the first thing that I ask her is, why are you looking at like Toyotas and Hondas when you really want a Mercedes? And there was this pause. And she said, you're right. I do want a Mercedes. But my family is helping me financially, and I don't want them to think that I'm not spending their money appropriately or that I'm spending my money on an expensive car. Well, she didn't want a brand new, top-of-the-line, really expensive Mercedes. She wanted an older model, something dependable, but she just liked the feeling of driving what is basically a high-end car. So she could have easily purchased a 15, 20-year-old Mercedes, and she would have been happy with that. It wouldn't have been terribly expensive, and it would have given her the feeling of abundance that she wanted. But she was trying to show her family that she was being fiscally and financially responsible. So she was looking for a car that she thought they would accept and they would be happy with and approve of, which wasn't the car she wanted, which is why she was unable to buy the car. I think she finally relented and bought an older Mercedes. You have worthiness issues, but that's more about guilt and shame than actually believing you shouldn't have something. Anytime someone talks to me about worthiness issues and saying, well, I don't think I deserve it, I have to take them a little bit farther in that thought process and show them how it's not about worthiness or deserving. It's about what other people are going to guilt and shame them about or how other people have shamed them into believing that they shouldn't have something or they couldn't have something or they should feel guilty because they have something and somebody else does not. It's part of the consequences of our intention. And you've heard me talk about consequences a lot recently because we have to look at consequences. Every intention, every transformation, every change we make, everything we do has a consequence. 
results are consequences. If I set an intention for something truly self-indulgent, maybe I set an intention to go on a round the world cruise or something like that, something that's exorbitantly expensive. I'll visit all these ports of call. I'll be gone for a whole year on an expensive high-end cruise line, eating fabulous food and staying in wonderful places. And that would be very self-indulgent. And as you're listening to me describe this, I know a lot of you were thinking, what would people say? Oh, that would be so expensive. Some of you might even be thinking, what a waste of money. Well, guess what? When you look at worthiness and deserving issues and being guilted and shamed for your choices and your decisions, that's a lot of what you are thinking too. It's really about how you think people are going to respond to your choices by telling you you're crazy or making you feel guilty about choosing that or even shame you for maybe spending too much money. What they're really doing though is shaming you because you're spending all that money on yourself. You're being self-indulgent. Now, this is a really far out example, and I know that there aren't a lot of people in the world who have the time or the disposable income to take a year-long trip around the world. But if you're hearing the word indulgent, you're listening to these examples, and you're thinking, what would people say? Also, considering worthiness issues are deserving, realize, as I said, it's more about guilt and shame and your fear of what other people will say than it really is about you and your own worthiness. You're afraid of how your life will change. Now, this is true because when you set an intention for something, maybe it's a new job or a new relationship or something that truly transforms your life and changes your outcome, changes your outlook, changes how you relate to other people or changes how other people will relate to you, your life will change. And sometimes you can get overwhelmed by those changes or be afraid that you will lose control of your life because of the changes. And I see this a lot when clients ask me about relationships and say they haven't had a relationship in a long time and they decide that they're going to start working on that. The first thing that comes up is their fear that they'll lose control of their lives in a relationship or they'll lose control of their time or they'll lose their personality or they'll suddenly feel very manipulated or they'll feel completely out of control. You're afraid someone will take your blessings away from you. Again, this is something I see a lot of too. You really are afraid that if you receive something and it's truly wonderful, that somehow someone's going to take it away from you. You would rather wish for something than know the joy of having it and then the pain of having someone take it away from you. This ties into the previous sentence that I just said, and it's really about the pain of loss. So if I don't have something, I can live with not having it. It would be much harder to live with having it and then losing it or having someone take it away from me. You're afraid that once your dreams manifest, you won't be able to have other dreams. Now, this again is true too. It's like if you truly desire something, if you wanted it for a long time, once you create it, then you kind of reach the end of that road. And what do you do next? What are your reasons for limitation? I encourage you to explore them and you might be surprised at what you come up with. And I also want to remind you of something I've always said. In an abundant universe where everything exists in unlimited abundance, there is no such thing as lack. There cannot be lack in a universe of unlimited abundance. Lack means there is nothing. So that can exist in a universe that exists with unlimited abundance. 
The opposite of abundance is not lack, it's limitation. When we don't see abundance in our lives, and by the way, the concept of abundance is very poorly explained in modern literature and from a lot of people. There is abundance in all things. That's one of the laws, the 12 universal laws. There is abundance in all things. Abundance is not judgmental. It's not specific. What you want is an abundance of the things that you want. So you can have terrible luck, poor health. You have an abundance of those things. Or you can have great health and financial security and you have an abundance in those things. So stop thinking that abundance only means good things. Abundance applies to everything you have a lot of. So let's move on to indulgence. We cannot have an inner vision, what I call envision, without indulgence. Because this is where the process begins. We start with the desire for something new and different. And then we either turn it off and stop it. Or we allow it to become a new portal of potential for us. If we don't indulge our dreams, we don't give ourselves permission to dream. And without that, we are forever stuck in cycles of regret, wishfulness, hoping, and feeling powerless to make changes. We cannot have intention without indulgence because that's how we give ourselves permission to acknowledge that this is what we want and accept it into our lives. Without indulgence, we aren't going to be able to integrate, to create energetic space for whatever we are intending. And you know, you've heard me talk about intention and the importance of integration. So you can't have intention without also considering integration. Intention sets the energy container for what you want to manifest. Integration talks about how you're going to bring it into your life. Is there space for it? Now, I've used the example very often of what happens if you set an intention to have a horse. And I use the horse because horses are farm animals. They need a lot of space. They need extra care. They're expensive to maintain. You have to board them and feed them and ride them. And they involve a lot of equipment. It's an expensive hobby. If I set an intention to have a horse and somebody came to my house and said, congratulations, Jennifer, you just won a horse. My first thought would be, oh, great. My second thought would be, what am I going to do with a horse? Where am I going to put it? So integration is important. And without indulgence, you cannot also have integration, which makes your intention kind of useless. We can't have inspiration without indulgence because being inspired is being in spirit. This is where we create the energy that's going to give power to our intention. Feeling hopeless, helpless, weak, and ineffective isn't going to create fabulous new beginnings and power new potentials. Instead, we will look longingly at what we hope will happen and think it will never happen for us. Or we look at other people who are doing exactly what we want to do and feel that it will never be our turn. And we can't have indulgence without being indulgent. And that isn't being selfish or self-centered, gluttonous, or engaging in pure self-interest. It's about allowing ourselves to receive our blessings, to be loving towards ourselves, to respect our dreams, visions, and needs, and to give ourselves access to the same level of support and guidance that we so freely give to others. Without indulgence, we never allow ourselves to know joy, love, abundance, peace, and the satisfaction and fulfillment of seeing our visions become our reality. 
Indulge yourself. Allow yourself to receive your blessings. Surrender to your own ascension process and know the joy of completion, closure, and moving on. Without indulgence, you'll engage in a lot of wishful thinking. You'll help others achieve their dreams and then wonder when it's time for you. That's why surrender is a path of self-indulgence. Surrender doesn't mean to give up. It means to stop fighting and stop resisting. In my surrender course, I describe surrender as a process of allowing and receiving. It's actually a two-step process. You allow yourself to have something. You indulge yourself, and then you allow yourself to receive it. Another step in the indulgence process. When we allow indulgence to become part of our intention and manifestation process, we are telling ourselves that we are important, deserving, and we are allowed to be blessed too. We are empowering our visions, creating a joyful reality, and acknowledging the importance of our own being. We are engaging in self-care and setting energy boundaries to ensure that we receive as well as give. Let indulgence be a word that you use regularly to ensure that you're empowering your dreams, serving your needs, and being willing to receive the results of your intentions and allowing your envisions to become your reality. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.